You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. The MyMac Podcast 753 iTunes is dead. Long live iTunes. Welcome, welcome to the MyMac.com podcast. As someone just said, this is 753. Uh, Gaz is still on walkies. So uh, I've, I've drug in David Ginsburg from In Touch with iOS, and I always forget the name of the other one. What's the other one? Off the charts horse racing. Off, yeah. See, that is so easy to remember. I should have remembered it. Uh-huh. But, you know, I am a blonde from Florida, so... <laughs> Things, you things. To, I, I don't always retain information. <laughs> and, sorry, what was your name again? Uh, David Ginsburg. Dave Ginsburg. That was it. I, I knew that. I knew that. Uh, and uh, the two of us, along with Warren Sklar, we also do the Mac to the Future live cast. Sorry, go, God, go, Mac to the Future, go live cast on Wednesday nights at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time over there in the Facebooks. Yep. Uh, you can find it there under my page. You can find it there under the Mac to the Future group, which is a group that you should join if you are a Mac user. And I imagine pretty much everyone listening to this is because so. otherwise, why would they be listening? 3,000 strong too. Yeah, I know. So bizarre. Um, yeah, so Gaz is still walking. And, and what's bad, I'd forgotten about this. <laughs> I'm not going to be on next week. Uh-oh. So, and I haven't spoken with Gaz in like two weeks. So I have to send him a message saying, you know, (laughs) sorry for the short notice, even though I knew it well in advance, but you know, blonde from Florida that, uh, that I'm not going to be in town next weekend. We're going down to North Carolina for a uh, family reunion on my wife's side. Uh, Speaking of which, happy mother's day to everyone who is listening to this after Mother's Day, because that's when it's actually going to come out. But we appreciate all you mothers out there everywhere. And what a lot of people don't know, Dave, is that my mother was a mother. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. She was. She was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Some other bit of weirdness has happened. Uh, I've been talking for a while about the problems I had when I had a couple of uh, my back molars just like imploded. You just have the teeth of death. I get, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 59 this year. Yeah, well. So I'm guessing like, you know, you hit 50 and things just kind of start falling apart. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like wait you. a second. Hold on a second here. I didn't have these problems when I was 18. 40 years ago, Forty many years ago, many, many years. So why am I having these problems now? Anyway? So, uh, I had two back molars shatter on an English muffin. Yes. Yummy. Yes. You heard, you heard that right. Oh. It shattered on an English muffin. So I had implants put in and, uh, it was like just a week after that I was, I was eating a salad. Okay. A salad with grilled chicken. And at one point or another, my tongue hit you know, the, the back of my mouth. Yeah. And I felt the post from the implant. It was like, Hey, hold on a second. 
Yeah, the, one, the, the very back one had come out and I had swallowed it and I didn't even realize it. So last uh, Friday, I, I go to the dentist and they're like, yeah, we're going to have so they do a new impression and they're going to get a new one made and all the rest of this. And uh, the hygienist that works in the office kind of looked at me and she was like, did you look for it later? And I got her meaning immediately, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you know, I did not. I did not look for it later. And frankly, even if I had seen it, it is not something that I want to put back into my mouth. And she's, well, we have a sterile. I don't care. You cannot make this sterile enough mm-hmm. for me to be comfortable with putting that back in my mouth. Agreed. Not going to happen. So, so that's what's going on with that. And also, you know, I had boot camp in or on yeah. my uh, my Mac that. Pro for a really really long time. I, Windows Seven. This tells you how far back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Windows 7, honestly, nah, after years time. and years of XP, wasn't that bad. But regardless. Oh, oh, trust me. Windows 7 was by far the best uh, of the best. Uh, XP was horrible. Well, what uh, about ME? Oh, my God. Don't even think <laughs> that right there. Kill me now. Kill me now. That Died. Vista. Vista. Died. No one. Well, uh, actually, you know what? Vista, the problem with Vista was mostly because people bought computers that couldn't run it. But let's not make this the, you know, what's wrong with windows show. So anyway, um, I took it, I ended up taking it off many years ago because I just wasn't really using it. And the problem I was having the, the, because I was using it so infrequently when I would boot up into it, I would spend like 45 minutes doing all of the updates. Updates. Yeah. <laughs> I you know. just, how, how erotic you're, you're talking about this. I just, uh, I bought myself a, um, an IO gear, uh, HDMI, uh, four, uh, four port KVM P switch. And mm-hmm. I wanted to get my, uh, get all my computers uh, working. Cause I had an old one as a VGA and the thing was driving me crazy. So I, so I decided to buy this thing. Uh, cause now it's all on HDMI, which is awesome. Sure. Um, and then, uh, so I got a couple Windows machines. I have a I have a Chrome Chrome Bit was my so I have a Chromebook uh, uh, device and then uh, and it's called the Chrome Bit Chrome Bit. It's like a size of a of a thumb drive, a little bigger, but uh, okay. And uh, and I have a, uh, my Mac Mini, which I have, and um, I was going same thing. I just did. I had a I I booted up. I have two old desktop machines. There, I'm glad to turn them off. It sounds like I have like the fans running here like crazy. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's like a DC six in your in your pr- pr- in your much. office. Yeah, these old you know these old desktops that had the massive fans that would make m- major amounts of noise. So I I uh, booted the one up and it's like right away you can't use this anymore. You got to update this now. <laughs> so yeah. I went through it. I left it go overnight. It was just yeah. It it, it, it finally update because I think it's like eighteen oh nine is the Windows ten version that's out. So, uh, but how, how ironic that you talk about that because uh, I was just doing that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, you know, Apple with boot, I had forgotten yeah, I how easy, I was how easy it was to, to set up bootcamp. Well, the, see the person that I set, cause I, I had this, this 2012, uh, core two duo Mac mini right. that I really wasn't I, doing anything with. I had a 2010, I think. Okay. But I, you know, core two duo, it's still, a, it's still a good Mac. It's, you know, Intel integrated graphics 4,000 or whatever. Um, but I, I wasn't using it and I have a, a friend of mine at work yeah. 
that came to me and he's like, oh, I got to run Windows and I've got this iMac. And I had helped him set up this iMac many, many years ago. And I was like, well, you know, you know, I don't really remember much about your iMac. Can you send me a screenshot of, you know, about this Mac? And he sent it to me. It was a uh, 2007 iMac. (laughs) I had forgotten this. And and I think I had forgotten it because when I saw it originally, I was like, God, this is old. And and now it's like, you're the George Boynes of computers here, you know? So uh, I don't know why I sounded like Joan Rivers, but that's, that's <laughs> what I did. Can we, can we talk? Can, can we talk here? Anyway. <laughs> so uh, I was like, yeah, you want to run windows and uh, office 365 on this computer. Yeah. Right. Well, you can't, you know, you just, can't. And he said, well, it still runs all this stuff. Great. I said, yes, it does. For stuff that was written 10 plus years ago, you can't run stuff that's been written in the last year or two on a computer that that's that old, especially on a Mac. That's that old. Oh, that's horrible. So I was like, look, I've got this, this 2012 Mac mini eight gigs of Ram, you know, terabyte of rotational drive in it. He says, it's, you know, I'm not doing anything with it. So let me set this up with boot camp. You are so generous. I am. I am. And and if he ends up keeping it, you know, I'm, I'm asking like a hundred bucks for it. And right. I, yes, I know I could get a lot more, but he's he's a dear friend. Yeah, and otherwise it's just gathering dust and it didn't really cost exactly. me anything. So I, I set up boot camp. And as I was going through the process, because you can download and install Windows 10 for free. You don't have to buy a license but you eventually will have to register it yeah or well you actually don't you don't necessarily have to but it will nag the crap out of oh yeah until you do so but i so i set up windows 10 and uh, the boot camp partition and all the rest of that and his apple id and, and so on and so forth and i i was just amazed at how easy yeah Apple made all of that. Yep. And even, even the downloading, uh, windows 10 from Microsoft and putting it, you know, putting it on a thumb drive as an, as an ISO, all of it was like, you know, these, some of these companies have really kind of got their stuff together here. That it was, it was so easy. Done a good job. Even though, you know, they talked about, they were going to, they're going to start ignoring windows. So who knows what's going to happen. Well, the, the, I remember I remember them saying that Windows 10 was going to be the last version of Windows. It is. No, that's true. Yeah. So what they'll just keep doing is they'll just updates. keep updating the kernel. Yeah. They'll, they'll just and, – and honestly, this isn't far from what Apple does with OS oh. 10. Yep. Uh, especially, especially since um, Snow Leopard. Right, right. You know, it's, starting with like 10.7. 10.7. OS 10, 10.7, I, in my opinion, was really the last major, major update to uh, OS 10. And I believe that was when they went to 64-bit. Right, right. And since then, it's just been iterations of the same thing. And, and you know, they don't charge for it. And I think that's a big reason why. But, but we were kind of... No, go ahead. What was no, your point? I mean, I mean you're talking about... Uh, OS is and and the um and and being able to work with them you're not 
you know, go lion and higher, you're able to, you know, create an, an image on, uh, in virtual machines. So, right. Cause I use parallels. I love parallels and, uh, I've been a subscriber to them to like for years and years. And you should see the list of all the OSs I have on my parallels. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I did, I go, I did I go that all the for a while. Go Windows ahead. XP all the way down to Windows, a bunch of Windows 10 versions. And I even attempted Vista and that was a frightening thing. I just said, I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> I deleted it. And then all the versions of, of, of uh, uh, Mac OS too. So I mean, I've got Lion all the way up to, to, to Mojave now. So it's really cool that you can do that and be able to yeah. uh, do virtually do it. And that's, I'd rather do that than boot camp. I think boot camp's okay, but the problem is with boot camp, the machine has to be booted directly into windows and then you don't have any access to your, to your Mac during that time. So, yeah. Well, and if you have, if you have a relatively robust machine and you can dedicate resources directly to virtual machines and it works very, very well, but which I mean, which, the, which I do, of course. Yeah, but the computer that I was that I'm I'm giving to yeah, my friend. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, you know, it's like, look, you know, you really should just either run the Mac OS or Windows. Yeah. Uh, but when I was I wasn't running Parallels, I was running uh, VMware's Fusion. VMware's Fusion, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of went in the opposite direction. I had Windows Seven, of course, the Mac OS, and then I had like three or four different flavors of Linux. Yeah, well, I have. Like, I had uh, Ubuntu, Ubuntu and Mint. Yep, and there was some other one that I had, which I ended up deleting the, because it was like, okay, well, here's an operating system. It looks a lot like every other windowing operating system, but that's yeah, fun. It just doesn't have any software. So yay. Yeah, it does. They got, they got the, the open office and a lot of other stuff. Yeah. But you know, if you already have something else, you know, if, if you're going to run that exclusively, fine. But if you already have MS Office from Office 365 or yeah, Office 2012 or 2013 or whatever it was you've got, there's really no point in going into Linux to run Open Office, uh, Open Office or uh, Libra Office or, or any of the other, you know, Office clones. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it was it was. I I but I mostly did it just to say, oh look, I did this, you know. But in the end. In the end, it was like, I don't need this. So I got, I got rid of all of them and and pretty much, you know, office or windows at work and, and the Mac at home. Sure. I'm the same way. I mean, yeah. I'm going to support windows then. Right. As much as I, I don't like supporting windows, I have to. Yeah. (laughs) To keep myself employed. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm Mac is my primary uh, for the most part, but I am supporting Macs at work too. So, which is cool. So I get to do both. Uh, and you should know both, really. Yeah. All right. You ready to uh, to go yeah. on over to the, the MyMac.com recent articles? Let's do it. All right. Why don't you take the first one? I will take this first one. This is the uh, <laughs> ATH M50XBT wireless over-the-ear headphones. It was reviewed by John Nemo. This is uh, Nam Gmo. What's the message? It's right. Uh, Audio-Technica's new ATH-M50XBT wireless over-the-ear headphones are the best and most versatile $200 full-size headphones ever. They are easy to operate, com- comfort to wear, comfortable to wear, solid, solidly built, and they play almost forever on a charge. Go on over to MyMac.com and read that review. And oh, yes. the, uh, the last one that we have is a, a book review, Take Control of Your Browser. And this is from, uh, let's see, 
Palisa Iselli. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, if you've been reading MyMac.com reviews for a number of years, then you know how much I love the Take Control books. Each book tackles one subject, which allows the author to go deep into the topic. The latest Take Control book is Take Control of Your Browser. She was excited to read this book. However, after finishing it, she came away with mixed feelings. Go on over to the website and read about Elisa's. You say Pacelli and oh, I say Yes, Pacelli. yes. Sorry, sorry. Read about her mixed feelings. Um, we've got a, a couple of quick, quick news, <laughs> Gaz's news snippets. And <laughs> I, I don't have his do-do-do-do-do kind of stuff going on. So what? we're just... We're just going to, we're just going to skip right past that. Uh, but, uh, the first story, and we have to go quickly cause we're, we're going along. Uh, right. the new Apple store somehow is disrespectful to city residents. Story questions why the city would lease a cultural gem, the Carnegie library to Apple to sell equipment that too many can't afford. And you know, to, this, this whole thing just comes across as, and, and I'm so tired of this class envy. Mm. It's like, you know, break. if, if you wanted to look at it in this particular way, any Apple store in any city, in any facility is selling equipment that too many can't afford, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, that's just the, that's just the way it is. So, you know, this, this is a, a, a building or a part of a building that was for the most part, not really being used for much. And then Apple came in with a lot of money, refurbished it. And now it's being put to good use. People are employed. Yeah. People are getting support for the computers that they have. And the fact that someone can't afford a Mac or can't afford an iPhone doesn't, you know, th th that shouldn't even come into question. You know, if you have a Ferrari dealership, should, should a Ferrari dealership be allowed because too many people can't afford a Ferrari, right. you know, it's so stupid. Silliness. Yeah. So the next one is, will Apple be spared new Chinese manufacturing tariffs? Uh, the article from Loop Ventures claims yes, because <laughs> Tim Cook is friendly with Trump. Uh, Trump sees Apple as a symbol of American strength, and they were spared a similar tariff last year. Um, what a lot of people, in my opinion, don't understand about Apple is for, for a short period of time, Apple can weather pretty much any tariff that, that might be put on because their margins are so high. But eventually, of course, you know, I mean, the costs of the tariffs would be passed on. But, you know, Apple with, what is, what is their, it's like between 30 and 40% margins right. on Apple gear. Well, which, is you, which is awesome, by the way, for yeah. anything in the computer industry. Yeah, but you know, you're if you're Dell or you're Samsung or you're Huawei or or whoever, well, when you're sitting on margins that are five to ten percent, then you either sell at a loss or you drastically increase the price of that equipment. Right. All right. Um, this. <laughs> This one was, I thought was very odd. Three iOS apps removed after warnings about sexual predators. Ukrainian best 
based wild deck has three iOS iOS apps removed called fast meet meet 24 and meet for you. Hmm. They sound mm-hmm. oddly, yeah. oddly similar due to warnings from the federal trade commission that some adults were using the apps to communicate with users as young as 13 years old or younger, Yeesh. even though the app specifically states that no one under the age of 13 are allowed to use them. Uh, the problem is there is no curation to prevent younger users from using the apps. And, you know, if you have, in order to get these apps, you have to have an Apple ID. And uh, I don't know what the limitations are as far as uh, an age when you can create an Apple ID, but I can't imagine that it's, you know, 13 or younger can't make an Apple ID. They just can't have a credit card attached to it because obviously someone that young doesn't have credit cards. You would hope. Yeah, Yeah, really. But, why would why would the the developer of these apps not take into an account take into account user IDs from from users that that are that young because I'm sure that that's a check mark somewhere in the Apple ID so that they can't buy more adult applications but uh, apparently the developer didn't do anything with that mm. Now, the FTC's complaint is that the apps violate laws on child protection, capturing users' ages, and this is the scary part, real-time location data. And so predators can search by age and location to identify children that are close to them. The FTC tested one of the apps and found that the FTC staff was able to search for other users by age and location to find users near their location indicated they were as young as 12 years old. Jeez. Yeah. So, you know, number one to parents, you really, really need to take a close look at the applications that your children are using. Yes, indeed. To developers. If there is a way to not have people under a particular age, download and use your app, you should have that in it, regardless of how that affects your user base. And three, what the hell is wrong with people that you are searching for children? What is, what is, you know, uh-huh. it, it's, it's just like what I, I, I just can't fathom people like this. Sickening. Sickening. It is. Sickening. All right. Well, let's, let's go on to something that's, that's a little yeah. less. A little less depressing. Well, I don't know how less depressing this is. Will (laughs) iOS 13 drop support for the iPhone 6 and down? The iPhone 5S, SE, and iPhone 6, which are all currently able to run iOS 12, may be the latest phones to lose official Apple support for iOS 13. Had you heard about this? I did. Keyword key, key here is rumor. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't even believe it because you don't know. Well, um, we don't. However, these uh, are, yeah. these, these phones are now four years and older. The SE is not. SE is, they're still selling it. They're, you still can buy the SE. And the SE has got the six, uh, success guts, but I, I, I think it's a success, not the six is guts. So, uh, I can't imagine they're going to do the SE. 5S, yeah, for sure. I, I can see it. I mean, it, that, that thing is slower as hell. It, it it has to, it has to um um it they they have to cut it off some way. I mean Apple has been very generous in allowing a lot of these uh, iPhones to be sub, uh, supported with the current OS. I mean most manufacturers have been looking at Android. There's plenty of Android phones out yeah. there. You can't that there are sitting out there. People just keep them anyway, and then become unsecure. 
I mean, think well, they about, can't be updated. And they can't be updated. Yeah, and manufacturers, so so, so manufacturers, yeah. manufacturers, and carriers yeah, who the throw their really own good. crap onto these phones in order to differentiate them from other Android phones. Um, when when Google releases updates to Android. Well, those updates may or may not work with the extra crap that the manufacturers and carriers have put on. So the the promise is that you know, okay, well, we're going to take the update and we're going to check it against you know the the stuff that we put on the phone by default to make sure that that it'll still work. But that doesn't happen. It right. almost never happens because they want you to buy a new phone instead. Of course. So but- this is why you have like if you could look into a, a database of landfills <laughs> this is why you would see probably a 10 to 1 ratio of android phones to iPhones because yeah. people just can't them. can't update the phones that they, they spent 100 bucks on well, yeah right. I mean, it's yeah it's crazy so anyway. so i think uh i think that's going to do it for for this break uh we've got more stuff coming up. So, uh, Dave, I'm going to get us out of here. Everyone, please stand by to stand by. Dave and I uh, will be uh, right back. everybody this is simon parnell the host of the essential apple podcast the show where we aim to take a wander around the week's news in apple news reviews technology security and anything else that catches our eye plus from time to time we like to have guests from the industry who we get to tell us about their products their services their history their philosophies what uh, drives them and of course just what makes them tick that plus a bunch of friends talking about the news in apple what more could you possibly want check us out on the my mac podcasting network They're like that continuously itchy place on your back that you can't quite reach. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. And that's episode 753. And we're now at 753.2. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be. It, it's so weird. It's so, I blame Gaz. Yeah. And, I mostly blame him, you know, because he's, he's not here to defend himself. (laughs) So that's, that, that's how that works. So what we're going to talk about in this section, and I'm not sure how long it's going to take is, um, the fact that iTunes is, is kind of getting broken up. So, well, it should be. Yeah. Mac OS 10.15 is supposed to be sort of a new beginning for Apple and Mac users with the purchased rental and storage of audio and video content. Uh, iTunes, the long running mainstay for this for many years has been broken and left to wallow. At one point it was the everything app for all content consumption. Uh, but there have been cracks in the armor as digital books 
iOS applications and management have been removed. Uh, coming up in the next version, even the name will go away as video content podcasts, as well as right. audio will all have their own applications. So uh, what do you think about that, Dave? Oh, I think it's a long time coming. I mean, we all used to, I mean, I loved iTunes for a long time. I mean, I would, I would use it uh, to, to download all my music and because we you know back those days, you didn't have the Apple music store to, to have all the streaming music. Right. You know, I still have my hard drives of 60,000, 50, <laughs> 80,000 yeah. plus songs that yeah, I have downloaded over the years. And of course they're all legal. So, uh, and <laughs> you say that very quickly. Okay. Moving yeah. on. They're all legal. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, and, um, you know, it was it was fun, but the problem is it just just the database that iTunes worked it was always a problem. It just it would crash. It was slow. It, it just got and then at this point where it's at now, it's just so bloated. It, this is a welcome thing to do. They're re- I mean, they're really tr- what Apple's trying to do is really they're trying to focus on um, music, TV, and podcasting and separate those out. And I, I I think that's a smart thing to do. It really is. And for music, you know, that's what that's what I was doing for for years with the the music I downloaded, and um, why not have an app just for that? And I can, can I can maintain that, keep my playlists, and not have to worry about the other stuff that's all, it's inter, intertwined into it. If I want to go watch TV, then I go to an app to watch TV. If I want to listen to podcasts, I go to the app to listen to podcasts. So I, I think it, this was this is was, was a, this is a long time coming. I'm, I'm and I'm hoping that that it does. Uh, it does happen, happen, and like I said, they won't even call it iTunes anymore. They're going to name it Music Podcasts and uh, TV, Apple TV. Yeah. Um, for me, the biggest problem, and or actually one of the things that this is going to solve, is the need to have terabytes and terabytes of storage locally that you have to keep yeah. in order to have all of your music and all of your movies. I mean, I've got hundreds of movies, uh, most of which purchased from the iTunes store. Some of yeah, which I, yeah, I've sure. ripped from, yeah. you know, DVDs or, or whatever that I, that I already own. That you own. Yes. Yeah. I didn't do, you know, so many people used to do the, um, library. uh, the blockbuster handbrake thing, yeah, there you, go. you know, the library, <laughs> yeah. the public library. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, you know, there's not that many movies that you need that I want to watch you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. You just want a library, you know. That's, yeah, that's that's why they would do it. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, it's 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 not even that I, you're going to watch them. You just want to have them. Exactly. You know. So, but with the the new TV service that that's coming up, and even with the way it works now, you know, all of the stuff that you have purchased from iTunes, you don't really need to store anymore. Same thing with TV shows that you've purchased over the years. Uh, all the video content, all the music content, and the plus with music right. is, uh, if you had, um, uh, what was that called? The thing before Apple music. Oh God. What was it called? Well, regardless what, what that did when you signed up for that service is it would look through your existing music library and oh, even right. the stuff that you didn't purchase from oh, iTunes, iTunes. iTunes, iTunes match. Yes, that was it. It would, it would say, okay, well you've got, you know, stairway to heaven from Led Zeppelin. Uh, we have an AAC version of yeah. stairway to heaven and we're going to 
not so much put that in your library, but make it available to you. Now, when it first happened, it actually went and deleted the stuff. Yeah, it was bad. That was really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rightfully so, Apple got spanked for that. Uh, Not everybody, you know, for people that had lots of like bootleg live recordings and things like that, this was stuff that was irreplaceable. You couldn't just go and get uh, a new copy of the Grateful Dead singing, you know, whatever, uh, live from 1967. You know, so you, that's what you pretty much, it, you know, they, there was just no way to, to, to get that back. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping or wondering whether with an Apple TV plus subscription, if that's the same kind of thing that they're going to do, they'll sit there and go, okay, well, you've got uh, Godzilla 2000 yeah. for, you know, reasons. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, we have this in the iTunes store. So we're going to make uh, our digital version of it available for streaming. So that, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where, you know, people have these, these massive enclosures that have two, four, six, eight terabyte hard drives in them for just yeah. all this stuff. Which I have plenty of those. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I do too. I've got, I've got a Drobo. I've got this other one that's a, a four bay job. Uh, you know, I mean, I've got hard drive enclosures out the, out the wazoo. Just looking at my shelf, all the small enclosures. I think I count at least 10 there sitting on my shelf. Yeah. <laughs> and what, my backup drives. Well, see, but that's, that, you know, those are important. That's, that would be a reason to have multiple hard drives in an enclosure. But if you can get away from like my iTunes collection is well over in excess of three terabytes. So backing that up and and being able to, to keep that going is, is like a major thing. So if I can get away from that and have all of the stuff that I have legally purchased and maybe even stuff that I've, I've ripped myself, available to me from Apple as clean, pristine, uh, streaming copies, then you know what? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love, actually I loved iTunes match. I still, until still a subscriber to it. I'm sure it's going to go away. I am too. I'm sure, sure it's going to go away at some point, but that was awesome. I had all, you know, I had these, had these legal songs, you know, that were in my library and I got to download an AC version of them and it was my copy, uh, because I own the song. So, uh, that made, that made the whole world sing. It is for twenty five bucks a year it was the best <laughs> deal in the world. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, and, and I would venture to say I would think Apple's going to probably discontinue that service once uh, or incorporate it into uh, Apple Music. You know, the functionality I, of it. I would hope, but it, it is pretty old, so it's hard yeah. to say. They, they may just say see you later, and well, um, maybe. But but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what, what are these announcements happen. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to happen at WWDC uh, in, in June, so uh, be interesting to see what happens. Well, the one thing that I do miss, and it's been gone for a while, has been um, the, what's a good word, the the maintenance of what you have in iOS. Yeah. You know, hooking up my iPhone or hooking up my iPad to the computer and being able to look at the kinds of applications that I may want, do some research on them on my computer and to move stuff around and all the rest of that on my computer as compared to doing it natively uh, in iOS, which can be done. 
yeah. was much more convenient to me. I bought many, many more apps. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time. Oh, well, yeah, no, actually, you know, I can remember because I got um, <laughs> Lumina. I got Luma Fusion oh, yeah. or whatever that program is called. Um, the the audio or the video editing program that Carl was talking about last week. Okay. But for the most part, I have stopped buying applications because there's not a relatively easy and clean way to do it strictly in iOS. It was, to me, it was just much easier to do through iTunes. So I'm hoping that now that they've, they've split apart all of the, the various things that iTunes used to do, that they can bring back an app for maintaining and, and they probably won't, but I really wish they would for mm. maintaining and, and researching applications to put on your iOS devices, but do it through the Mac. Yeah. Well, my, my, my app pick is going to be something that we talk about apps. So. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, do you have anything else on this topic? No, this was good. All right. <clears throat> oh God. Can't even speak. So I think that is going to do it for point two. Uh, Dave, do you remember how to get us out of here? I know, putting you on the spot. We'll be right back. Everyone, stand by. Stand by to stand by. And And we'll be right back with something. (laughs) No, that's good enough. That's it. Good enough. Yep. We'll Ah. be back. I think just a straight ad, don't you? Yeah. Like what? What would we say? Like tech fan podcast uh, or? Are you Are you interested in technology and gadgets? Uh huh. Do you um, want to listen to two guys who know technology and gadgets? Are we claiming to be those guys? Yes. <laughs> well, there, there we go. Are we claiming to be that be those guys? You be the judge. Tech fan podcast. No. That'll work. Let's yeah. use that as yeah. an ad. The G-Men. Better than you realize. But then they'd almost have to be. And welcome back, hopefully, hopefully, to the MyMac com podcast seven fifty. What did I say? Seven fifty three. Where are we? Yeah, seven fifty three point point three. That that's where we're at. Uh, would you agree with that and and nod your head to that, yes. Dave? Yeah. Hit it. Gases, Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Yeah, I, I'm just going to take all the mystery out of it right away. It's like it's Gases tip. Okay, spotlight unit conversion. Uh, if you ever need to convert one type of measurement to another, you can do it in spotlight. Bring it up by hitting the command key and spacebar, which a lot of people, I, I guess, don't know how to do or haven't tried that before. So mm-hmm. hold down the command key, hit the spacebar. Spotlight comes right up and put in whatever it is that you want to convert. For example, if you wanted to know how fast you need to go in a DeLorean to break the time barrier, 
Mm-hmm. You put in 88 miles per hour to KPH and it'll come up. And the answer is you need to be going 141.62 kilometers per hour to see some serious stuff. Serious. Serious stuff. Because this is a family-friendly show and we we can't say those those bad things. Those Would you, bad things. Those Don't bad things. It. Would you agree with that? Yes. And, I agree. I agree. I agree. And when you agree, what happens then? I'm not in my head. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's the end of Gases and Tips. That's Most the end of Gases and Tips. That's the end of Gases and Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gases Tips. Pew, and we are off like a herd of gazelle. So, yeah, Gaz makes me, uh, he, he puts me through torture many, many times to get, to get us through Gaz's tips because he enjoys it. <laughs> he, he really does. Right. He's like, he does. I'm going to torture Guy. So, uh, do, you have, do you have a tip for us, Dave? Uh, I have a tip. Uh, a, a tip or a pick? Pick. So you I have think. a tip pick. Tip pick. Tip pick. Yeah, I just, I just did a tip and a pick here. Yeah. Um, I just uh, signed up for this uh, this uh, application uh, program called Setapp. It's setapp.com. Setapp.com. And what it is is it's a it's a subscription service for all Mac apps that you could uh, you could conceivably think of and and be able to have access to them. And uh, I find a lot of uh, great things uh, in here, including uh, Clean My Mac and Busy Cal. And um, uh, there's another one I use called uh, News Explorer, which I really love. Uh, and didn't think I would like uh, because there's so many news uh, uh, RSS uh, uh, readers. So I uh, I grabbed that app too. And then if you go through, there's 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 hundreds of apps that you could pick through, including uh, lifestyle, creativity, uh, some great photo apps that are in here, uh, writing, um, Mac hacks. You know, there's a, I use a program called Bartender. It takes control of your of your of your the control bar at the top because we know we have like hundreds of icons that go across yeah, the top. No doubt. Bartender's a great app uh, to man- manage that. Uh, zipping apps and uh, I mean it's just a it's it's it was uh, I was very really impressed uh, as far as w- what kind of apps are in here and then a lot of these app uh, developers are, are are buying in on this. Um, the cost isn't terribly expensive. I mean you could you spend ten dollars a month and you get all these apps and use them as much as you want. And it's and and they're always there. Um, if you get an annual subscription, I believe it's it is eight ninety nine a month, and you just pay for a year's worth of uh, service, and it it all installs right in there. And I think. Uh, really cool I, I i had been thinking about doing it for a while because everybody started talking about it across the mac community and uh i did it and now i'm telling everybody here on the mymac.com podcast about it nice so that, that's my pick is uh do they have like video or audio editors in there we'll have to check um, that out let me see well we we I will talk about do. that offline yes. yes we will uh i have speaking of audio uh my pick is piezo from rogue amoeba it's a handy little audio recorder with a lot of options. You can find that at mm-hmm. rogamiba.com slash piezo. It's, it's only $19 and it's a, a, a two channel recorder that uh, you can throw in uh, Apple AU effects and all kinds of other great things. And if you have something like um, loopback or Soundflower. You could actually use that to record multi-track audio. You could put your microphone, say, on uh, the left channel and somebody else's on the right channel and uh, just go from there. So it's only $19 from Piezo, from Rogue Amoeba, uh, when they make plenty of great apps. So go on over and check that they're out awesome. from them. Um, I'm Yeah, I, I have 
other than I think I pretty much have everything that they sell. I use, and I actually, I was talking to, um, uh, Paul Kafarsis, I think his name is the mm-hmm. guy that runs rogue amoeba. Yep. And I was like, you know what you guys need? You've got all these great audio apps. So you need to come out with a podcast recording app that just does everything, you know, <laughs> and it'll bring in the uh-huh. audio. You could have soundboards, you could have all this stuff and it would just be like an all in one app. And I said, you charge $150, $200 for it. If yeah. it works, I would certainly, I would yeah. buy the crap out of that and yeah. get away from all the, the weirdness that I have to do now uh, to have multi-track audio. I mean, we were talking about this just before uh, we started because I had a, a weird issue come up in between yeah. the segments. I do record, I record multi-track because you never know what's going to happen in an audio recording. And if something happens in somebody's audio, but doesn't affect other audio, then you can, you can get around that and you can edit it. But if it's all on a single, you know, two track audio and something like that happens, well, you're, you're kind of hosed. There's not much you can do about it. So that's why I do multi-track audio. Anyway. Yeah. This looks like a great app. I mean, I, I, I mean, I use Call Recorder, and it's. Uh, I think this would actually be better for you than this, Call Recorder. I, I think this is better. Yeah, you, I think you've sold me. Okay, well, it's it's only nineteen bucks. I know. And you already have of, you have Loopback, don't you? I do. Yes. We can we can talk about that offline and how you can incorporate this. Yes, we'll have to. All right. So uh, we don't have any iTunes feedback. Uh, Facebook, who cares? Max stock 2019 is going to be on July 27th and 28th of this year in Woodstock, Illinois. This is an event that if you've never gone to the Macworld Expo, this is about as close as you could possibly get to the, to the sense of community without people trying to sell you iPhone cases that you'll ever get. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have great speakers that are all completely accessible after they get done with their talks, you've got great get togethers. There's a Friday night get together for uh, weekend pass holders. There's a Saturday night thing. Uh, there's game show night that Barry Falk is putting together. Um, there's going to be this year with the, with the emphasis on creativity, there's going to be a, um, uh, what is it? A movie. What do they call that movie festival, film festival, kind of a mini yeah. film festival. Mm-hmm. People uh, have already submitted movies, 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 two to three minutes long. So, you know, not real super short or not real super long. And, um, Wally Ch- uh, Chewinski is, is putting that together, but it this is like the fifth year that this show has been going on and every single year it gets better and better. Woodstock, yep. Illinois is only about an hour outside of Chicago and you can get to Chicago really from anywhere in the world. So there should be no reason at all that we don't have two to 3 billion people in (laughs) Woodstock, Illinois to go to Mac stock conference and expo for 2019. And the price, this is a silly price. It's $249 for the entire weekend, but wait, there's less. You can get $70 off the $249 price, which would bring your total cost down to $179 by using the code MYMACGUY, M-Y-M-A-C-G-U-Y. And you have a code as well, don't you? I do. 
You want me to give it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sure, show. Uh, yes, for my In Touch with iOS podcast, if you want to use my code, it's In Touch. Right. And because honestly, Dave, I don't care whose code I, people use. I, I just want, want them. We, we just want you to be there. We just want you to go to the MacStock Conference and Expo. Mike Potter puts a lot of hard work in to make this happen. And yes. if you go once, go, you know, try it. Just go once. Believe me, you will, you will come back the next year because it is so, so very, very much fun. Uh, I would like to thank all the Patreon and coffee supporters for, for helping me do all the stuff that I do. Uh, Chris, Nick, Bob, and Troy, Frank, Warren, Troy, Bob, Yvonne, and Owen. Thank you all so very, very much for, uh, for contributing and helping me do all of the things that I do. Um, Dave, if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do it? Well, the first place is my podcast, which is In Touch with iOS, which is at InTouchWithIOS.com. We're uh, doing, doing all kinds of fun stuff over there. And then I also do a podcast on horse racing, which is, I know, kind of strange for a tech guy as I am. But, hey, we're having some fun. Off the charts, HorseRacing.com. Both are available on iTunes. And uh, you can go to that website and Actually, I just redesigned my off-the-charts off, off the charts, uh, red site. We'll have to talk about that offline, too. Uh, it looks pretty cool. So cool. Uh, check it, check us out. Thank you. Uh, do you have an email address or Twitter? Oh, yeah. You can re- Twitter's probably the best way to do it. I'm on Twitter at DaveG65. Uh, if you would like to get a hold of me, I have an email account, Guy, G-U-I, at mymac.com. Uh, I don't have all the Guy, Guy, Guy. Guy? Yeah. Oh, my God. That cracks me up. Every and it shouldn't, you know, because I've heard it now. I think he's been doing this for like almost a year, but every <laughs> single time he starts and he because he changes the order every single time. <laughs> so it's like I'm expecting to hear this, but no, he throws in a different guy. You know, all along he's like, oh, that's not the same guy that I heard last week. So yeah, it's so much fun, and I, it really cracks me up. Uh, I'm also on the Twitters. I have two different Twitter handles. Uh, my my old reliable and faithful Mac Parrot. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was like a questioning. Huh? Really? And uh, my relatively new one that I unfortunately I have been ignoring for a while, and I shouldn't, which is Vert Shark V E R T S H A R K. If you'd like to get a hold of Gaz, uh, his email address is gaz at mymac.com. That is G A Z. Say cars, cars. And uh, he also has a Twitter account, which is Gazmaz G A Z. M-A-Z. Cars. There you go. What's over there on Twitter? Uh, we have a combined one, which is G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. One more time. Cars. That's Guy and Gaz over on Twitter. If you would like to get a hold of Fearless Leader Tim, uh, his email address is feedback at mymac.com. And Dave, by God, we have a Skype telephone number. Did you know that? I did not know that. We do. And if you would like to call our Skype number and leave a message, we will play it here on the show. It is one or plus one if you are outside of the United States. Area code 703-436-9501. Or if you do it within the Skype app, uh, either on your Mac or in iOS, or assuming if you have an Android device, I guess you could do it there too. Uh, you can leave out that pesky one or plus one and just dial 703-436-9501 to take care of that. Uh, 
Now, um, before we go, I would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who downloads and listens, he said threateningly, and listens to the MyMac.com podcast. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And Dave, you know what? I think that this is, this is, you know, this is where I go with this. I think that we're good enough. I do. I do. And I think that you're probably smart enough. I I don't include myself in that. And that doggone it, woof, woof. People like us. And uh, if you could, right underneath where it says silly language, would you read that, please, Dave? Oh, you're going to make me do that again, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) What we do. May no um Briscoe Apple you debris I brill gritty may do why I can't even each gachu uh Pikachu you go to I fidu pam we are thought she I feel like I'm a I'm a Klingon she why why like pa yeah yeah, tough. Yeah. All right. Silly. Now, there's one last thing that you have to read in order to in order to stop the torture. It's right there near the bottom. Oh, I see that. Never Welsh on a bed. No, no. It's <laughs> I just threw, I just threw that in there. Okay. I did that. Complaining about Apple pricing is like spitting in the wind. Both just both just get you wet and make you wonder why you did it in the first place. And then underneath that. Uh, you have to edit the useful info. No, no, no. Above that, it's in big letters with exclamation marks. Oh, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac podcasting network, like the Tech Fan podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever. The Let's Talk Podcast, the Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. Then every single one that I do, because I at the end of each segment, I stop yeah. and then start Audio Hijack again so that, you know, each section is preserved in case something horribly, horribly goes wrong. Oh my God! Oh my God! How <clears throat> how how can this be? Oh, the humanity! <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's why I do that. So I've got to drop each one in individually. I can't like just take all three blocks and mm-hmm. drop them in because it won't let you do that. Yeah. So yay! True. E- even if I would like a chair that's that's more comfortable and a little more supportive. Oh, there's so, so many, many jokes you could make about that. (laughs) I want a chair that's more supportive. I want a life that is more supportive. There hasn't been a sporting event that I've been all that interested in at, I almost said the MCI, MCI center, which is what (laughs) it was. (laughs) I know. Well, I did the, um, I did the original security layout for that facility. And I, I actually went to the first four events there. So I saw the first Georgetown Hoyas game. I saw the first oh, wow. um, Washington Wizards game. I saw the first uh, Capitals game. And then I, I I went and I saw this this ice spectacular, you know, this thing that they had. And you, you know who Nancy Kerrigan is, right? Oh, of course. Sure. Okay. 
she was, she was part of this. So she was there with her parents mm. and it was late at night. It was like almost 11 o'clock and her and her parents were discussing how to get back to the hotel, which was like three, four blocks away. And at the time when they first built the MCI arena, the, the area they built it in was, let's just say not as nice as it is now. Right. Okay. So they were talking about, well, it's only a three or three or four blocks. Why don't we walk? And I happened to be passing by right as they said that. And I stopped and I turned and I said, I'm looking at this ring that was on Nancy Harrigan's hand. Cause she had, she just gotten engaged to be married. I'm sure it was huge. And oh, it was just tremendous rock on her finger. And I said, you really, really don't want to do that. Take a cab back to the Marriott, yeah. which is, you know, which is someplace else in the city. I said, look, you know, don't even, don't even contemplate walking this late at night in this neighborhood for no reason other than to save a few bucks. It doesn't make any sense. So that was, uh, that's my Nancy Kerrigan story. And you met her too. Well, it wasn't like I said, hello, Nancy. I'm Kai Searle. Did you know that someday I'll be a famous podcaster? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that to happen. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I got a long way to catch up here. Oh, pfft. yeah. You know, there are so many levels of fame and the, f- the fact that, that people strive to move up and down that scale just cracks me up. You know, you've got, you've got people that talk about, you know, celebrities that are on game shows and stuff. Oh, those are, those are C and D list celebrities. They used to be B list and one of them may have been an A lister, you know, but this thing happened and now they're C and D listers. It's like, really, really, does it really matter? Does it, you know, is, are, are you, are you going to measure how successful you are in life? over how famous you are or how many people know what, who you are. It's like, just, just don't, you know, exactly. if, if you're going to do something, do it either because you're being paid to do it or because you enjoy it. Exactly. And if you're doing something that you're not enjoying and you're not getting paid, why are you doing it? Stop doing that thing. Man. I know it was like all of a sudden, like you, you have audio hijack, right? Yes. Okay. All of the boxes that had inputs and all of the boxes that have outputs all went red. Oh boy. At the same time. And then I figured, oh, okay, well, I just need to shut down that session and restart it. So when I shut them down, they all turned blue. Started it up again. They all turned red again. It was like, oh my God, what's going on? I'm so confused. So, but it looks like, um, <laughs> it's always something, you know, you, you, you are, come, you I, are, come I don't know. I don't understand. You always have something going on. <laughs> and it's, it's like, I do these things to try to decomplicate my life. It was why I was recording directly in the garage band mm-hmm. because it decomplicated my life. It meant as soon as I got done recording, I could go right into editing and do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. So that made that easy. But then garage band, of course, being the, you know, the, the buggy piece of crap that it sometimes can be mm. would suddenly say, you know what? I'm not going to work anymore. So there, nah. it's like, oh. mm. 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 